Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by ThatLeisureShop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome back to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. Let's dive in, shall we, with a, a bit of uh, news. Electric motorhomes. You've got a brand new project, haven't you? Oh, it's a secret. I've got so many questions around this. Mark asked us, how close are we to seeing motorhomes running on alternative energy sources like electric or hydrogen? So fuel cell. It's a great question, Mark. We're going to see it soon, for sure. By 2030, uh, that's not very far away. They say that, but I don't see how it can happen. Because with electric cars, what about the range? You can't get far in a car. How are you going to get far in a motorhome? No, I mean, they exist already. There are some camper vans that have been built. We'll explain what a camper van is in this episode, won't we? But they're smaller motorhomes, so they're they're lightweight and for two people really and some of them exist vw have obviously brought out their new kind of t vive equivalent you know the, the people carrier called the buzz 65 grand before you convert it was the last price i saw for one i've got so many questions about this range recharging charging on a campsite weight you know what they're going to weigh what payload is one going to have uh, after all the batteries are in it at every juncture I have questions and I'll be quite honest I've asked them of lots of people some far cleverer people than me and frankly no one has got the answer I can't answer these questions so we thought right blow it let's go and buy one so we have what you've bought an electric motor no we've bought an electric van we're going to make our own so we thought, right, let's go and get a van. It's, this is all top secret, Keith. Is it? Well, we should, <laughs> I won't tell anybody. We shouldn't be talking about no. this, yeah. So we have bought a van. It's arrived. And we are going to convert it. We're going to make it into a camper. It's going to pop roof. Uh, and we're going to make our own camper van. And we're going to go off on holiday in it. See what happens. Sounds like a great idea. But I remember back 50 years or more when I was a milk boy in London, <laughs> we used to have the milk float. And the yeah. whole thing with the milk float, it had, it had racks and racks in there of the old lead acid batteries and, and wouldn't go more than about six or seven miles miles an hour. That was a restriction. Now we have lithium iron, but they're still heavy. So yep. to get enough batteries in to go, say, 500 miles, you fill the whole thing up. And that's the problem we've got, isn't it? Yep. And as you say, when you arrive, then how do you recharge it? I was in a, a famous motor suppliers the other day, and they're offering now that the government aren't uh, giving uh, grants for an electric charging point if you buy an electric car at home. They're offering to put one in for between 13 and £1,700. Are our sites going to do that for, say, 20 or 30 different uh, motorhomes? That's going to cost a lot of money. So, like you say, lots of questions to be answered. All the loads of them. And you're going to answer them? Uh, well. In your van? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go off in our own electric camper van. And we're probably going to find loads more questions and get stuck. I don't know. We might not. But, I mean, you mentioned the good point about the campsites. Yeah, there's the cost, but there's also about the power. Yeah, we love going down to the Lizard Point. How are you going to get enough power down there to charge 10 cars towing a caravan? So they're big electric cars, by virtue of the fact they can tow a caravan. Or motorhomes. How is that going to work? No, you can plug a car into the mains, but it takes forever on 30 miles. interesting, lots of holiday parks are experiencing holidaymakers now turning up in their Tesla or whatever and running a cable out the window of the static caravan to charge the car, and they're banning it. They're putting signs up saying no EV charging here. 
you know that's that's dangerous i mean it's, it could cause a fire not to mention the fact they're drawing 13 amps a huge amount of power and putting the campsite under pressure i mean i've been on campsites where you you literally push the toaster down and the whole road goes out <laughs> you know how am i going to charge a car and there is the thing with people who own electric cars and don't write to me but there is the thing about uh, you know where you can go to get free charging and there's all sorts of uh, little whatsapp yeah. groups and facebook groups with people trying to uh, get free charging the fact, plain fact of the matter is electricity costs money now you might be saving on petrol and diesel but you can't expect to plug in for nothing is running an electric car cheaper than running a petrol one that's a question is it at the moment we'll see i'm sure if you're listening and you've got the answer to that you can help me because honestly i have so many questions about this and you will listening i'm sure as well so our plan is I can't believe you've lifted the lid on this one. I haven't said a thing. We, we're, get, we're actually, we've got this vehicle, and over the coming months, uh, in the lead up to Christmas, it will be converted. We will announce it properly, and we will head off. Certainly throughout next year, it will be available to hire. At the moment, as far as I can see, going to be the first electric camper for hire in the UK. That's quite exciting, isn't it? It is very exciting. We're looking forward to that one. Uh, so keep us posted. We will keep you posted. That's for certain. We will. So that's Matt's a brand new project, his Shh. electric camper van. <laughs> Let's talk about the big show at the NEC. It's your last chance now to get tickets. Go onto the NEC website. Don't contact us. That website is, Matt? mcshow.co.uk mcshow.co.uk when you go to book your tickets there'll be a little box that says discount code put in ex1 ex1 there you are you get a few pounds off what'd you put in ex1 <laughs> you always make this sound really difficult just ex1 it's not That's difficult it. but i know you know i go to it's the kitchen i forget while i'm there you know <laughs> what, what am i doing here what's, where am i what's going on do you own a motorhome, caravan, campervan or tent? Head to thatleisureshop.com for all your outdoor living essentials. Outdoor furniture, leisure vehicle spares, accessories and more. Visit us in store or shop online. Thatleisureshop.com. Quote the discount code at the checkout, Motorhome Matt, for £10 off when you spend just £100. Thatleisureshop.com. Proud to bring you the Motorhome Matt podcast. Ready for the adventure. The main part of our podcast today, we're talking about different types of motorhomes, just to clarify things for beginners and people who aren't such beginners. Uh, camper yeah. van, coach build, A-class, B-class, motorhomes, RVs, it's all so complicated. And once you yeah. s- start getting into abbreviations like RV, then you know the anoraks are involved, <laughs> aren't they? So let's start with camper van, shall we? My thought was, we've had lots of questions about the difference between a camper van, a motor caravan, a motorhome. What's the difference? What defines one from the other? And people, of course, are going to these various motorhome caravan shows right now. And as you mentioned, the big one at the NEC coming up very, very soon. And I thought it would be helpful if we just kind of unpacked what the differences were and what the words meant. So when people are going talking to a dealer, they don't just assume and get the wrong answer so motorhoming kind of started in the early 1900s when the first one was literally a house on wheels and it was referred to as a house car it's a brilliant name funnily enough it didn't stick and it soon became known as a motorhome and this was a great big seat 10 people and accommodate them all as well it was massive and then of course things have evolved and the bay window camper van in the 50s came around and that became 
the definitive camper van uh, and we all know what one of those is and and then things have evolved and they've got bigger uh, and more features and so on so the fundamental difference i think between a camper van and a motorhome is a camper van is normally a van a metal bodied van which still has the metal body and the sliding door and perhaps the double back doors or a tailgate might have a porta potty but it probably doesn't have a toilet it probably doesn't have a shower So it might have fresh water on it for a sink, but it doesn't have all those home comforts. And in my view, that's a camper van. So your electric camper van that you're building will basically be like that. Stop talking about it. It won't have... The secret project won't have a a shower and a toilet in it, but you might have a a sink in there. And we we might put a porta potty in it. So that is a little box that basically with a lid, and you sit on it and go to the loo, and then you carry it away and empty it. Right. So it's portable. So that's a camper van. That would be, in my view, a camper van. Now, over time, camper vans have become better equipped. They have had bathrooms fitted. They've got bigger. The Fiat Ducato became a very popular van to convert. The Mercedes Sprinter, Ford Transit vans as well. And they have more room in them. You can stand up in them and you can build a bathroom and you can put a toilet in them and so on and a shower. And so they kind of morphed into this motorhome world and that's where it becomes a bit grey. Is it a camper van or is it a motorhome? A motorhome in its pure sense, I think, is where the donor vehicle is the cab, so the driver and passenger seat and the metal bit you sit in to drive, and a ladder chassis. And then the, a motorhome converter will build a box on the back and put in all the home comfort, so toilet, shower, kitchen, bedrooms and so on, uh, and sitting area. And that is a traditional motorhome. There's this crossover area... So one of the classics, one of the benchmarks in the UK is the Adria Twin. And it's a van conversion. And I think that is what they are referred to is van conversions, where you get a metal van, it's a sliding door, double back doors, but it's got a bathroom, toilet, sitting area. It's all the mod cons of a motorhome, but it's in a van. And in the trade there, we refer to them as van conversions. So it's kind of a step up, if I dare say that, from a camper van into a van conversion, and then you go into a motorhome. I'm with you. And what's coach built then? So coach built is where a a motorhome manufacturer builds the body on the back. That's referred to as coach building. Uh, And that's an old-fashioned term. And it's the construction of the floor, the walls, and the roof on the back that houses the living area. I've got you. Now we're into A-class and B-class. So what does that mean? Yeah, so these hail from the American market. And, of course, all these vehicles in America, this is where the Americans, I think, have one over us. They refer to all of them, so caravans, and they have something called a fifth wheel as well, which is a huge caravan, like an Arctic trailer, and it pivots on a hitch point like an Arctic trailer has rather than a tow bar. They call all of them recreational vehicles or RVs. So the Meet the Fockers, remember that RV? Love those films. Love those. Very funny. Huge, great bus-type things. That's an A-class motorhome or RV. Now, the Americans, as I say call them RVs. They are all RVs over here. We haven't got an overriding term, I don't think, for them in the UK or even in Europe. We refer to them as leisure vehicles, which is just a bit rubbish. 
But RV just means recreational vehicle. It's a recreational vehicle. And, uh, you know, I don't mind adopting that term, which will cover off camper vans, caravans, motorhomes, van, all of them. But it's a very American term. So as a result, there's resistance to use it over here, I think. So so you've got this A-class then. So so that one, as you say, is is like in Meet the Fockers then, isn't it? That's right. It looks like a bus. A huge one. Uh, It doesn't have to be huge at all. It could be small, but it looks like a bus. It has a new windscreen. So when it's built on, the cab... If you can imagine this, the cab is removed. There is no cab. It's literally the driver and passenger seat, the dashboard, the engine, and the ladder chassis, and that's it. And often there's no seats. And you see them when you go to a motorhome factory. I've seen them where they actually bolt them together back to back. So you've got a push-me-pull-you. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> and they drive them around at both ends. It's great. Why not? And then they extend the chassis with uh, their own. Uh, there's a company called Alco who will build the chassis extensions, which are very, very strong uh, and reinforced. And then that can take a much bigger, heavier motorhome. And that's why they do it that way. And what's a B class then? So B class is a step down in terms of the build. So the, the original cab is there and it includes the over cab bed. So we might refer to it as a Luton van. If you've ever moved house and hired one of those. Yep, no, that, that's so you've got a, a bit of the storage area which stretches above the cab. That's right. It's so, a, it's, so it's above the driver's We head. call that the over cab bed. Yeah. So it's like a big box bit. And people call it the Luton bit. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of heavy goods vehicles have that uh, as the, the, the bed for drivers. In, yes, as that's well. right. Yeah. Now in a B class, this again, this is an American term that we've adopted where you have a bed up there. And then there's a C class where there's no bed up there, it's just storage. It's just there for effect or more space, yeah. and it's maybe slightly smaller. And then you drop down to there's various types then of coach built. There's low profile and semi integrated. So these are basically where there's no bed above the driver. Low profile is just a roof out over the driver's head. Um, semi integrated is where the roof may bow up, and there's a bed in that roof, but halfway back that comes down. So you get this lump halfway down. Um, and that's become a very, very popular motorhome layout, that semi-integrated style where the bed literally disappears up into the into the roof. I remember going into a, a Leica, one of my favourite brands of motorhome. I walked in, well, where's the drop-down bed? You know, it was electronic, and they built it, it literally disappeared into the roof line. It was completely flush, and it completely disappeared. And they're, they're Italian-built, they're phenomenal, and they are, I'm unashamed to say, they are one of my favourite builds. But going back to the Adria Twin, that became the kind of benchmark by which all other van conversions were built. I believe so anyway. And we own one, so I'm biased. <laughs> I will admit it. But they're a great van conversion. They're short, they're narrow. And the reason we have one is we love going to the corners of Cornwall. We want to go and explore Scotland some more, Southern Ireland. And they're great for almost going anywhere because they're short and narrow. Whereas a big coach-built motorhome is a different type of holiday. If we're going with the kids, they're brilliant fun. But heading off down a Cornish narrow lane can be a challenge in one of those. All of these are motorhomes, aren't they? They're all motorhomes, yes. But if you're going to a show and you're new to this and you walk on and say to a dealer, we want to buy a motorhome, they will probably think coach-built motorhome. So that's why I say understand the lingo. And if it's a van you're after, so you might want something like a Roma home. They're a tiny, almost converted on a car. So a very tiny van. They have pop roofs so you can stand up in the back, but they are literally go anywhere. Vehicles, our friends 
have one and I'm always take the mick out of them because I think they're hilarious uh, and they love it and they go off to every corner of the country uh, and if that's what you want that's a motorhome but you need to be clear to the dealer the type of vehicle that you want so if it's a van with a sliding door then go on and say we want a van conversion and the dealer will immediately tune in and point you in the right direction same if you go to a dealership so we hope that's been some help for you at distinguishing the different sorts of vans and coach builts and A-classes and B-classes and RVs. It's certainly a help to me. If you're going to the show, we're going to see you there. We're going to be there. What stand are we on then, Matt? We're on stand 932, Hall 9, right in the entrance. You can't miss us. And look out for the posters for Motorhome Matt as well. We'll be uh, making some podcasts and interviewing people. And we want to talk to you too, so please uh, turn up. So people can come, can't they, Matt? And they can record themselves. How do they do that? So we're going to have a little pod where you can ask us your questions. So you can fill in a form pop it in the pod or we would love it there's going to be a little microphone there and you can just press the button and record your question and if it's sensible and clean then we promise we'll include it in the podcast if you're not going to the show you can ask the questions on our website just go to motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash ask matt you can record your question there or fill out a form and submit it you could become a mimi a what? A Mimi. A Mimi? That's yes, one of those little things, those little films that people put on, isn't it? A Mimi. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. <laughs> See you at the show. I'm interrupting this week's podcast episode to bring you news of another winner of our competition to win tickets to this year's motorhome and caravan show at the NEC in October. Congratulations to Sam. Sam, thank you for entering, and your story made Keith and I both laugh. Here is Sam's tale. We're about to buy a new camper van and we'd love to go to the show, but it's sadly sold out for the Saturday, which is the only day we can make it. Sam, you're quite right. Saturday has now sold out and we're delighted to enable you to be able to attend the show on the day you can. So back to the story. We were touring New Zealand in a camper van and it was a chilly night. So we would cuddle up with blankets and a DVD of the Osbournes, which if you haven't seen, it's mainly Ozzy Osbourne shouting loudly at his family in a strong, broomy accent. Sharon! One night, a newly arrived camper parked next to us and knocked on our door to check we were all okay, as they'd overheard us, they thought, having a huge argument and were fearing for Sharon's safety. <laughs> we had to explain. It made us laugh, and we turned the television down after that. A brilliant story. I can quite believe it's true, Sam. Congratulations. You're both heading off to the NEC show on Saturday. See you there. Sharon! Welcome back to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. We're going to have a natter with Matter. A chat with Matt right now. We've got your questions. I really look forward to it. Can I get a bell? Every time you make a dad joke like that, we can ring it. A chat with Matt. Stephen has written to us and he says, are you doing any fans meet and greet, win signed photographs, a calendar or goodie bags? Oh, dear. A calendar? Like in Calendar Girls. Oh, no, really? I'm going to need a bigger sign. (laughs) Or a magnifying glass. We could do a calendar, a nudie motorhome calendar. No. Yeah. He's gone nude again. No. Why, you keep doing this. No, don't you? you don't, Stop it, no. honestly. Okay. Me bending over the cooker? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a little bit of sick in my mouth. Yeah. 
And the answer to your question, Stephen, is no. <laughs> Poor Stephen. He's never going to contact us again. <laughs> you can come on the stand and meet us, and we'll greet you. And we have got some goodie bags. Stephen, we are going to do a meet and greet, and you come on the stand and meet us. And what else are we going to have there? We've got some goodie bags. Oh, fantastic. What's going to be in those goodie bags? <laughs> That's a surprise, but we've got sweeties. <laughs> Lovely. Well, there you go, Stephen. There's the answer to your question. Alan has written in. He says, hi, Matt. I'm thinking about changing from a camper van to a larger motorhome. Mm-hmm. I'm being put off by tales of dampness. Because of the build a shell on a flatbed instead of a van build one. Yep. What are your thoughts on this? Well, it's true. Yeah, vans, so van conversions, we know what they are now, don't we? They tend not to suffer very often from damp. So water ingress getting in because the body is sealed and solid. The manufacturer takes it and cuts the holes for the windows. Maybe there's a pop roof, which has become an increasingly popular trend on van conversions. But those are the only holes in it. Um, and they tend not to let water in. It's true, coach builds are prone much more so to damp. Newer ones are not made of wood, uh, or very often there's very little wood in them, and that's the problem, where water will get in, and then it soaks into the wood, permeates into it, and that's when the damage occurs. The ones that have no wood in them, the water gets in and just you know runs around and eventually comes out. Um, so it's far less issues uh, unless it comes into contact with your soft furnishing. So the, the big thing I would be doing is getting a damp check done on any motorhome before you buy it. Ask to see the service history. We bang this drum all the time, don't we? Ask to see any history of damp checks that have been done in the past. Get an engineer, if you're not sure, to go and check it for you. It will cost you £80 to get a damp check done. You can listen to our damp episode with Miles and a company like his or him indeed they will check it for you for just £80 if there is damp and they repair it they'll refund that money as well so it's definitely worth getting a check done don't chance it Lee's written in to say what's the best way of keeping cool in a motorhome in Spain go swimming Hey, or park in the shade. Yeah, <laughs> take your top off. No, stop. Don't start him off again. Common sense, Lee. Common sense, mate. Well, yeah. I mean, keeping the blinds down and keeping the motorhome in shade and keeping a window open and a roof light open to allow the heat to escape. You know that feeling when you open a roof light, you can feel the heat literally rush past your face. It's often it's bizarre. And that's, you know, heat rises, we know that. But when it happens in front of you, it's it's often quite odd to experience. So keep it cool. We sell in the shop at thatleisureshop.com a great little 12-volt and 240-volt air conditioning unit or air cooling unit, I should say. You, You fill it with water. There are lots of them on the market. These particular ones are made by Total Cool. And you pour water in them. We suggest putting an ice pack in them. You know, the little blue things you freeze. Pop one of those in as well. And it draws air through the cold water and blows it at you. And they are remarkably good. Uh, And they're, I think, £100 off in the shop at the moment. Cheap. Because you aren't, even with a larger motorhome, still talking about a relatively small area, aren't you, to cool? Yeah, we have one on in the shop in the summer, and it cools the whole shop area. The front area by the till is, you know, it's, it's 10 metres across and... You know, a few metres wide, it keeps it cool. It's incredible. Yep. 
So there you go, Lee. Park in the shade, go for a swim. Or you can get uh, one of these air conditioning units uh, from Matt and the air, shop. Air cooling unit. Sorry, air Really important. Air cooling. Air cool. Not air conditioning. Air cooling. Just calls it. I guess you could buy an air conditioner, but that's going to draw a lot of power, isn't it? I would have thought so. I mean, air conditioner, you can buy them for the roofs. So you can r- fill one in, in your roof light so you lose all the sunlight. There are units that you can cut a hole and fit it as well. There are units that will go in the roof light and sit further back so you get the best of both worlds. But they're quite power hungry. I've always found it ironic that the place you need an air conditioning unit like that, the campsite gives you hardly any power so you can't use it. Uh, May has written in, what is the most popular pastime of all our motorhome buddies she says hers is cycling i don't want to know yours <laughs> i'm just i just asked the questions what's your favorite pastime i would say jude would say my other half <clears throat> mine's working hers is walking <laughs> that's generally what we do so we'll go and park on a cliff and she'll go off with the dog for a long walk and i'll say i'll meet you in four hours at this pub and then i'll work all day and then head down and meet down for a pint there you go. Matt works. Uh, May, you cycle. I'm sure lots of people do lots of things. So. Cycling's great. Yeah. Electric bikes are amazing. Board games, just relaxing. Yeah, do that. Reading. Red wine. What's yours? What do you do when you go away in your motorhome? Tell us. How do people tell us, by the way? <laughs> just head to the website. You can fill out a form or you can record it. Just go to motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash askmatt. You can record it. That's absolutely yeah. right. We want to hear your voice and we want to know where you're from as well. So, you know, if it's like from Lee, if you're from Manchester, Lee from Manchester would be great just to give us an idea of who's listening and where you're listening. There's some bargains in the shop as well, isn't there, Matt? Plenty of bargains in the shop. We have a big sale on at the moment. It's fantastic. Uh, some, of the, some of the items are 70% off end of season sale. So, yeah, go to thatleisureshop.com and go and have a look. And if there's items not in the sale... We will give you £10 off when you spend 100 How's that? Just enter the discount code MOTORHOMAT. You're welcome. Almost free money. We're going to see you at the show. We've mentioned that already. One last mention for the discount on the tickets. Go onto the website for the show, not for MOTORHOMAT. And that show website is... mcshow.co.uk. Get on there now. The little box says discount code EX1. We'll get you some money off. EX1. How do people get in touch with us then, Matt? You can do so at the website, motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash askmatt. You'll find us on Instagram, motorhomemat.co.uk or Facebook, motorhomemat. And don't forget we're on YouTube too, where you can watch the podcast being filmed and see Keith in the flesh for yourself, fully clothed, thankfully. I'm interrupting the podcast to announce our final winner of a free pair of tickets for the NEC Motorhome and Caravan Show. Congratulations, Lisa. We're delighted to give you a pair of tickets and thank you for sharing with us your story, which has made us chuckle. Thank you, in fact, to everyone who's entered and shared their story. Your stories have made us laugh. Some have made us cry. They've certainly kept us amused. In fact, we intend to use some of them in some future podcast episodes. So stay tuned for that. Meanwhile, This is Lisa's story. My daughter and I hired a motorhome for Christmas 2020. I'd never driven one before and where we were staying had torrential rain and flooded. The camper van was rocked back and forth like being on a boat. My daughter and dog were both sick as pigs all night. And the next day we were moved by the fire brigade. This was Christmas day due to cars floating down the road next to the campsite. Oh my goodness. We shared a box of biscuits and two pounds of cheese for Christmas dinner as our restaurant booking was cancelled. 
And then on Boxing Day, we were told we had to go home as Bojo had locked us all down again. We drove back to Bristol at just 40 miles per hour due to the high winds. And then the hire company from whom we'd hired tried to charge us for being late. You should have hired from us, Lisa. We wouldn't have done that. At the same time as all this, I had worn the same clothes for three days as I packed everything but my suitcase, which incidentally also had all the Christmas presents in. My daughter didn't talk to me for at least a week. Happy Christmas, it most certainly wasn't. And you know what they say about don't come knocking if the camp is rocking? <laughs> well, I can say so far the only person who knocks on my door was a fireman. And thank goodness for that. <laughs> what a nightmare Christmas, Lisa. I'm sure it was memorable and it certainly made us laugh more out of sympathy for a Christmas that sounded like you didn't have the best time. But anyway, well done. Thank you for sharing it. Pair of tickets coming to you. Hopefully that will go a little way toward improving your Christmas memories. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.